You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ family of churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. All right, good morning. It is great to be together. Uh, I know we lost an hour, so we're kind of, we're hobbling in, which is all good. You know, if only we all had this small device that would like automatically change the time, but I guess, you know, people are still using analog clock. No, I'm just kidding. It's great to see you guys. We're grateful to be together. We're uh, continuing our series titled Gifted, and we've been uh, doing this since the beginning of the year, and kind of the goal was to really empower and to enrich you as the body, as a fellowship. And so some of us have taken a, a, a survey. There's a survey we sent out where you could take it and answer questions, and it would tell you what kind of gifts you had, uh, different kind of attributes from spiritual gifts. And so it's been an awesome time. So our, our title for today is Gifts of Gold. So as you heard earlier, uh, we're having our inaugural West Side Gifts Fair. So this is the first time we've ever done this. We're super excited. But the goal of today is to help you kind of put into action the things you've been learning. And so hopefully you've taken that survey. Hopefully you kind of have an idea of an area in the church that you would want to serve in. So we've got these tables set up all around the auditorium. And after service, what we're going to ask is for you to take those cards you got, and we'll explain a little bit more what to do with those. You're going to take those, you're going to drop them off at some different stations. And again, our goal is we want to empower you. We want to really meet some needs in the church. We want you to be able to use your gifts. And so we're trying to make it really easy uh, for you guys to be able to serve. So our, our lesson is going to be kind of tied to this idea of the gifts fair we're doing, and it all kind of makes sense as we go along. But the sermon today is titled Gifts of Gold. We're going to be reading primarily out of Exodus. So you have a Bible, you can go ahead and turn your Bible to Exodus chapter 25. Uh, my name is Justin Shump. I help serve on the staff here in the West Side Church. I primarily help with the college ministry at UCLA uh, and also with our youth ministry, uh, our teens, our junior high. And, uh, my wife, Emma, works as a nurse. Uh, but we both partner together, and I'm super grateful to be able to be on staff in the church here. So we're going to be reading out of Exodus chapter 25. I'm going to give a little bit of, of context before we jump into this. So the story of Exodus, many of you know this. Many people who are not even religious or Christians, they know the story of what happens in Exodus. And what happens in Exodus is even taught in most history classes, if you take a middle school history class or upper division college classes. So essentially, there's this group of people called the Israelites, and these were God's people. And they were formed, they were this great nation, but they were taken over and they were taken into slavery in Egypt. And so the Israelite people, they're enslaved in Egypt, and they're there for over 400 years. But God is patient with them, and he loves them, and he had a plan for them. And so God uses this man named Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, to lead them out of captivity. And there's this crazy story. God sends these, these ten different plagues, uh, and pretty much the Egyptian people are, are ravaged, and they can't take God's wrath anymore. And so Pharaoh decides to let the Israelites leave. And, and God parts the Red Sea. They walk through the ocean. It's crazy. All this crazy stuff happens. But if you've never heard of this story, all you need to know is that the Israelites were in captivity, and then God did some crazy stuff and used this man Moses to lead them out of captivity. And after they're led out of captivity, they wander in the desert. They're led into the desert, and they hang out there for 40 years. So while they're there, they're this new nation. They found their freedom, 
but they don't have a lot of direction. They don't have many laws. They don't have a sense of government. They don't have a standard to live by. And so Moses, he goes up on this mountain, Mount Sinai, and he has this interaction with God. And during this interaction, God gives him the Ten Commandments, the kind of basis of the Israelites' moral standard. And after giving them these laws, he said, look, these are going to be the things that are going to lead your people. This will be your standard. He gives them direction to build a tabernacle. And what the tabernacle was going to be was going to be a place of worship. So God said, look, I led you guys out of Egypt, and I want you guys to interact with me. I want to be your God. So build this awesome big tent, and you're going to fill it with a bunch of gold, and that's where I'm going to be. That's where I'm going to dwell. So if you want to come connect with me, come to the tabernacle. If you want to make sacrifices, come to the tabernacle, because God wanted to be close to them. Here's some of the direction that God gave to Moses. Exodus 25, verse 1. It says, The Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. You are to receive the offering for me from everyone whose heart prompts them to give. These are the offerings you are to receive from them. Gold, silver, and bronze. Blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and fine linen. Then have them make me a sanctuary, and I will dwell among them. Make this tabernacle and all its furnishings exactly like the pattern I will show you. So God's saying, look, take up this offering. Ask anyone. If anyone's heart prompts them to give, please give, please donate, because we want to build this house of God. He then gives Moses some direction on how to do this, the specifics. Exodus 25, verse 10. It says, have them make an ark out of akasha wood. Two and a half cubits long, a cubit and a half wide, and a cubit and a half high. Overlay it with pure gold, both inside and outside, and make a gold mounting around it. Cast four gold rings for it and fasten them to its four feet, with two rings on one side and two rings on the other. Then make poles of akasha wood and overlay them with gold. Okay, what's the general theme here? Gold, right? All gold, everything. There's going to be a lot of gold. He continues on. Make a table of akasha wood, two cubits long, two cubits high. Overlay it with pure gold. Make a gold uh, molding around it. And then put a gold molding on the rim. Make four gold rings with four legs. And hold the poles carrying the table. Make the poles of akasha wood. Overlay those with pure gold. Make its place and dishes out of pure gold. As well as its offerings and pictures. Everything will be made... Out of gold. Gold was supposed to be used to make the tabernacle. You see, between chapters 25 and 31, God mentions using gold 47 times. There was going to be a lot of gold in this tabernacle. And where were they going to get this gold? They were going to get it from the Israelite people. Whoever's heart prompted them to give would donate their gold, to be a place where God was going to dwell. You see, the tabernacle, this is the place where they would make sacrifices and connect with God. This would be their church. And so what do they do? What do they do with all of their gold? 
They go and they make a golden cow. They take their gold and they create this cow. That's what it says right here. It's Exodus 32. So while Moses is up and he's talking to God and God is giving them this great plan of how God is going to create a tabernacle, a place to worship, God's going to bless them. It's going to be amazing. Moses has a great direction. The people take all their gold and they use it to make a cow that they worship as an idol. Exodus 32, verse 1. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered Aaron and said, Come make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Let's take things in our own hands. Aaron answered, Take off the gold earrings that your wives and your sons and your daughters are wearing. Bring them to me. And so all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf, fastening it with a tool. Then he said to them, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you out of Egypt. So God does this miraculous thing of leading the Israelite people out of Egypt, setting them free from captivity. And while Moses is on this mountain receiving divine moral instruction, the people get together, and in their impatience, they use their gold to make an idol. And they say that this idol, this is actually the golden calf. They found it in Egypt, and they... uh, resurrected it, and this is what they found. But this thing is what brought them out of Egypt, right? These are your gods. This is what parted the Red Sea. I mean, it's a joke. We read it, and it's comical. But this is what actually happened. So one big question emerges that I always wondered when I read this story, is where did they get all this gold? I mean, two weeks ago they were slaves. And they were eating leeks. And they didn't have any possessions. And then they rushed out into the desert. And it's true, God sent food from the sky, but it doesn't say he sent gold. So did they set up some mining communities, or did they stumble upon a cave? Or where did the Israelites acquire all of this gold? All right, we're going to do a flashback. Exodus chapter 12. This is as they're leaving. They're about to leave Israel. God has sent these crazy plagues, and Pharaoh's had too much. So during the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron, Up, leave my people, you and your Israelites. Go worship the Lord as you have requested. Take your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and go. Get out of here. 33. The Egyptians urged the people to hurry and leave the country. For otherwise, they said, we will all die. So the people took their dough before the yeast was added and carried it on their shoulders in kneading troughs wrapped in clothing. The Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold for clothing. The Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed towards the people, and they gave them what they asked for. So they plundered the Egyptians. You see, the Israelites were in captivity in Egypt, this rich and wealthy 
country, and God sends these plagues. And the people in, Israel, in, in Egypt were bogged down, and they were so over it. And they said, look, leave. And Israelites said, fine, but give us all your gold. And they said, sure, take it, just go. Anything to get your God out of here. Take our clothes, take our gold, take our silver, take everything. Just please leave. And so the Israelites, who were slaves, walk out with riches. Walk out with thousands of pounds of gold. And what do they do with this gold? They make it into a calf. You see, God had saved the Israelites from slavery, and then he blessed them with gifts. Gifts they did nothing to deserve. And then they took those gifts and made it into an idol. And so 2,000 years later, more than 2,000, it's like 5,000, we sit here in this auditorium and we're posed with the same opportunity. Will we use our gifts to build the church? Or will we turn them into an idol? You see, we were all like the Israelites, weren't we? We were all saved from the captivity of our sin. We were set free from the bondage of our iniquities. And on our way out, God blessed us immensely. He gave us this new life and he gave us all these free spiritual gifts that he showered on our lives. And so what will you do now with the gift that God gave you? You see, Moses, he, he comes down from Mount Sinai and he sees that the people have, have built this, this calf, this golden calf. And he is super frustrated. He takes the tablets of the Ten Commandments and he smashes them. And he's filled with rage. And he, he grinds up the golden calf and he makes the Israelites drink it. Can't imagine the constipation. That would be brutal. So then he goes back to God and he says, God, forgive these people. If you won't forgive them, then take me. I will vouch for this community. I will be punished for their sins. And God does forgive them. And he gives them new tablets. And Moses returns to the Israelite people. After they've made this calf and and, and they ground it and they dealt with it. And then this happens. Exodus 35, verse 4. Sorry, it's super small. I don't know how that happened, but sorry about that. Verse 4 says, Moses said to the whole Israelite community, this is what the Lord has commanded. From what you have, take an offering for the Lord. Everyone who is willing is to bring to the Lord an offering of gold. Verse 20. When the whole Israelite community withdrew from Moses' presence and everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meeting. 
the tabernacle, for all of its service and for the sacred garments. All who were willing, men and women alike, came and brought gold jewelry of all kinds, brooches, earrings, rings, and ornaments. They all presented their gold as a wave offering to the Lord. You see, God gave them a second chance to use their gifts. God gave them a second chance to think about the gold he had given them and what they would use it for. You know, Moses asked the people, those who are willing, those whose hearts compel them, bring a gift to God and build a house of worship. Later on in Exodus, it talks about the different amounts that were used to build the tabernacle. And it says that they gathered 29 talents of gold from this offering, which equates to 2,175 pounds. Which, if you were to fast forward to right now, you were to sell your gold, it's actually has gone up in the last few weeks because everything. It's worth $64 million dollars that these people decided to give as a free will offering. Now, we can look at that number, and it seems staggering, but, you know, it's a little bit different when you kind of work for something and then when you're given something. The same amount of money can have different value based on how you attained it. You know, the spiritual gifts we've been given, we've talked about how there's different types of gifts, but our spiritual gifts... You did not come up with them. You were given it directly from God. Directly from the indwelling of his Holy Spirit. Meaning, that is not yours. That gold is not yours. It belongs to God. You're just a host for it. So what will you do with your gold? Are you willing to offer it to build a church? Are you willing to use your gift, the one that God has given you, to build a house of worship? Are you willing to stay 30 minutes after service to help clean up and help take down the stage? Are you willing to join the ushering team and security and help people feel safe and secure as we worship? Are you willing to serve in in kids' kingdom to inspire and teach the youth, the next generation? Are you willing to join the prayer team to get together a little bit early and wrestle through the deep issues going on in the world and our church? Are you willing? Are you willing to mentor a high school student? a college student, a young person? Are you willing to help organize a community service event? Are you willing to use your gifts to build this church? I hope today the answer is yes. So we have this amazing opportunity to have this gifts fair. And what we do is we've, we've set up different signs on these tables along the sides of the auditorium. And no, we couldn't hit 
every single ministry and every single need in the entire church. We tried. And we felt like we, we came up with some topics that were broad enough that could really expand. And so what we're going to ask is you guys all got a set of cards when you walked in. If you didn't get one, we'll have the ushers pass them out during our communion discussion. But what we want you to do during our communion discussion is take those cards and to fill all three of them out. Now, you don't have to go sign up for three things. Realize that would be a lot. If your heart compels you, great. But what we're asking is that every member drops their card off at at least one table. Just one. And all you're doing is you're showing interest. You're not automatically signing up. It's not like you're locked in. You're showing interest in serving in a specific area in the church. Then the leaders of these different ministries will follow up with you and help confirm. But what we'd like you to do is drop your cards off at different stations where you are compelled or interested in giving. Now, this is for the members of the church. I want to stress that. If this is your first time visiting today, or if you're visiting from out of town you do not need to feel compelled to, to sign up for a role. But if, you, if you've been coming to our church for a while, uh, if you're a member of the church, we'd love and we'd encourage you all to drop at least one of your cards off. Now, if you are visiting and you're interested in either learning more about the church, we're going to have a general church information station set in the back. And our lead evangelist, Steve Lonsbury, will be there to help answer questions. Now, this is also a great area. If you look around and you feel like none of these things fit my gifts, Go talk to Steve. Steve is a visionary, and he will easily find a way for you to fit. I can guarantee it. It will not be difficult. So Steve will be back there. But we've got these awesome tables. So I'm going to real quick kind of outline some of the tables, and then we're going to break into our communion discussion, and we're going to continue on from there. So I'm going to really quick go through these. I got them on the screen for you guys. Okay, so we've got our setup and takedown. What is that? We need help. Setting up the stage in the auditorium and the curtains and the chairs, we need help with that, and we need help taking it down. So this is probably the easiest job on here, because all you need to do is you need to show up, and we just need some muscle, and we need to take stuff down and set it up. We need men and women. We need servant hearts. So you need to be here a little bit early to church. You don't have to do both. You can help with set up, and then you're done, and you help with take down, and you're done. And we're alternating weeks, too. Super easy. We just need bodies. So go talk to Seth. Seth Nassar leads our takedown team. And he's super awesome. He's a campus student. Um, our tech and production. Tech and production, these guys should be paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars for what they do, but they volunteer. And throughout the pandemic, these guys have been morphing and changing and adjusting our church services to be able to work online. And so it's the camera crew. It's the tech crew. It's, it's, it's everything. It's the guys in the back, Michael Bruce uh, and James and Scott. They lead that team and Devance and Michelle and Alex. They all help out. But they need extra help. And Garrett does everything. Garrett's just. But we need extra help for our tech and production. We need help for our ushers and our security. You know, Kirk and David, they, they do an amazing job helping us feel safe. But we need to grow that team. Because as the church grows, we need more ushers. We need more security. Our hospitality table is run by Lynn and her team. And, and we need more help there. They've set up some amazing refreshments. We've got sandwiches. We've got brown. All for you guys after church. You guys are going to feast at this gift fair. It's going to be awesome. We need help at our hospitality team. Kingdom Kids, this is led by Gary uh, and Ben Fune, Gary Reidenhauer. And, and we need more Kingdom Kids workers. We need people who are willing to take some time out of the church service to invest in the youth. And if you do that, you get to hang out with babies sometimes, which who loves, who doesn't want to hang out with babies? That's awesome. 
We want help with our worship. We built this amazing worship team, but we know there are people here who play instruments and sing, but we don't know it yet. But we know you're out there. We want you to join the worship team. So come visit the worship table. We've expanded our online ministry. We've been ramping up our search engine optimization. If you don't know what that is and you want to learn, come talk to Mark Shaw and Vincent at the online ministry table. We've been ramping up our social media, as I'm sure you've noticed. If you're skilled in that area, you want to help, come check it out. Our Screenland ministry, our awesome production ministry led by Oscar. If you're talented, if you know how to act and you know how to work a camera or you just want to just show up and learn how to be a gaffer, what does that mean? It means you put tape on the ground. I took a film class, and I was the gaffer when I was in high school, and I put the tape on the ground. We need people to be gaffers. If you want to join our squad, our social, cultural, unity, and diversity, the team that's led by Charlotte Newble does an amazing job making sure that we are culturally aware of the things going on in the church and in our world. If you want to support, if you want to help that team, go visit the squad table. Our campus service team, for all our campus students. Now, we want you not just to go to this table. We do have specific campus service teams for our ministry. But campus students, we also want you guys to feel like you can sign up for many other things in the church. But if you want info on the campus service team, our amazing campus minister, Val, is going to be over there leading that table. Our special events, our party masters, Chuka and Robin, are going to be leading the special events table. We have so many events that go on throughout the year from different dances and parties. We have our Harvest Fest, our Toy Drive. We need so much help in these areas. So please come by, check out the table if you're interested in helping. Our marriage enrichment, this is led by Kirk and Jen Nascimento. They are devoted to helping married couples enrich their lives, enrich their families. If you need counseling, if you need help, come and talk to Nascimentos. Church accounting and financing, we need help with all the money we raise from contribution. Richard Thompson does an amazing job. He's been doing this for years. He's a financial master. Come talk to him. Our recovery and strengthening ministries. This is kind of a new edge, uh, a new age for the church. We want to start grief recovery. We want to start chemical recovery. We want to start sexual addiction ministries. We want to start financial awareness ministries. If it's on your heart to help lead or help start any of those ministries, come visit our table. The mechanisms are going to be there. They've been working in ministries like these for years, and we want to find people who are willing to help serve and start these ministries. And last but not least, community service. Our amazing community service leader, Billy Wynn, will be at that table who helped organize the day we all did at Dorsey and we beautified the high school, all the events that he plans. We're so grateful for all of the servants in the church. And so I want to encourage you, as you take your card and you sign up, also thank these people. Thank these servants who have been serving for years, day in and day out, using their gold giving it to the church, making everything we see here happen. So much goes on behind the scenes. And if none of these things appeal to you, or you're new, or you just want to talk to Steve, because Steve's a super fun guy, check out our general church information stand right in the back. And Steve will inspire you. I hope you feel encouraged. I hope you feel inspired. Now, we're also going to be sending out a church link for all those who are watching online. I know you can't be here. People are traveling or out of town or they're sick. We're going to send out an email with all of these different topics and a form that you can sign up if you're interested in serving. So what we're going to do now is we're going to break into our communion discussions. We like to do this during our communion time. And what I want to encourage you to do is to get in groups, three or four, and talk about this question. 
And while you're talking about this question, you can each just fill out those three handouts you got. And start to think about, okay, what area in the church would I want to serve in? Where would I want to place my gold? Where would I want to use my gift? Again, you don't need to sign up for three. We're encouraging everyone to at least sign up for one. If you're compelled for more, that's awesome. We appreciate that. So we'll go ahead and we'll take five minutes. We'll break into groups. I'll come back. I'll pray for communion. And we'll continue from there. All right, we're going to go ahead and uh, pray for our communion. Hopefully you guys are able to have some good interaction. Maybe you're able to meet someone new. But we're super excited. The gifts here will start right after service. Steve's going to give a little more information when he comes up and gives uh, the closing announcements. But for now, we're going to go ahead and say a prayer for the communion. God, we're so grateful to be able to be in this house of worship, this modern-day tabernacle where we can read your word, we can connect with you, we can connect with your family, your fellowship. God, we want to thank you for the gold you've given us, for the blessings, for all the gifts we have in our life. We know we are undeserving and they have not been earned. God, I pray that you would, you would put it on the hearts of the people in this room to want to serve, to want to give, to want to give a small portion of that gold back to you to build a new tabernacle. I'm so grateful for people in this church who've been serving for for years, for decades, inspiring us to do better. Pray as we take the bread and the juice, we remember your son's sacrifice, that he gave the ultimate gift, his own life. That salvation, as we know, is of greater worth than gold. God, I pray we would model ourselves after him, that we would strive to be a sacrifice. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.